Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's a Crime. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Linda, and today we are going to get into it about Lori Vallow Daybell, or as court's calling her, Lori Vallow. So Lori has been on the move. On Monday, uh, what are we, October, October, we're in November, November 27th on Monday, Lori has been extradited to Arizona. So she's on the move. Now, she is being charged in Arizona for two charges for two people. One of them is conspiracy to commit first-degree murder on Charles Vallow, who was her fourth husband, Chad's her fifth, Storm included, and Brandon Boudreaux, who's her ex-nephew-in-law. And that was conspiracy to commit murder. There was an attempt made on his life. Brandon Boudreaux is still alive. So this morning, I saw a whole bunch of stuff pop up. And Lori has a new mugshot. Now, of course, in true It's a Crime style, we like to show Lori's mugshots and her smirky demeanor. Now, this is interesting. Some people have not seen this. And so be prepared. <laughs> for this, this mugshot, but I think it's worth showing. So here it is in all her glory, and you've probably seen it in the thumbnail today. This is Lori's new mugshot right from Arizona. Now, I want you to tell me if you think this was purposeful in, in her pictures, because, you know, Lori likes people to talk about her. She's smirky. She's pretend to be uh, jovial and all these other things. So let me know, do you think this is uh, on purpose as she did this picture like that? She wants people to talk and she gets to find out later. Or do you think that uh, this is just her stunned new look after four months in prison? But it doesn't look like it's been too hard on her, really. Well, you know, in other ways, but she's still smiling. So there's that. Let's get her off there for a minute. You guys can have that. And I'll be posting that also in my community tab because we want to be sure to give Lori all the attention of her new mugshot, let's just say. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's Lori. But what's happening is Lori was actually in court this morning. And in 15 minutes, there should be a press conference regarding this. And so we're going to be... Looking at that, we'll watch the press conference together, and I'm going to show you her little court appearance this morning. 
So I was on like basically in the last hour, just running like crazy, trying to get this up for you guys. So her extra, she was started to be extradited uh, on Monday. So what happened was apparently she was supposed to fly, but there was some sort of weather conditions or something like that, that she wasn't able to. So someone picked her up on Monday and then now they're in Arizona. And it says on November 30th, deputies arrived back in Maricopa County just after midnight. Suspect Vallow was booked in the Maricopa, sorry, Maricopa County Sheriff's uh, Office facility. This is one example of the exceptional, understated and efficient operations conducted by the extraditions detail of Maricopa Um Suspect Lori Vallow will stay in the custody of Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. The Maricopa County Attorney's Office will assume prosecution of, of the allegations. Pursuing criminals and bringing them to justice is what we do, and we're very good at it. And apparently Arizona paid for this extradition. So now charges, like I said, Lori faces two charges of conspiracy to commit murder, one by for Charles Vallow, her fourth husband, and he was shot and killed by Lori's now deceased brother, Alex Cox. And Brandy Boudreaux, her niece, who is Melanie Pulowski, which we all, and put heck yeah below if you believe that Melanie Pulowski should have some sort of charges. Now, interestingly, Chad Daybell does not have charges for Brandon Boudreaux, even though there were uh, there was information and evidence of some chit chats uh, back and forth with phone calls and whatnot, but Chad never got charged, which I think, in my opinion, he should have been. You let me know below as well. And I think Melanie Pulowski has a lot to do with it because a lot of the information that Melanie knew, the only person uh, basically, in my opinion, again, when it comes down to it, she knew Brandon Boudreaux where his whereabouts was let's just say the day he had an attempt made on his life and they had just done a, a kid exchange that morning their child exchange custody exchange and then Brandon Boudreaux had an attempt made on his life and the bullet missed his head by inches and it was in his car and um basically without getting into it because I did a whole series on it you could check it out we'll put that in the description box below you could check out Charles Vallow series and also Brandon Boudreaux series so basically it's it's been a you know a what kind of show so her first appearance happened this morning Lori had a few questions and displayed her little baby voice as usual complete with giggles to the judge I mean, what's Lori without that, right? And um, she asked if they're going to handle the cases together or apart. I'll play the clip in a minute. But they are going to handle the cases. They're two separate cases, obviously. But they're going to hear it in one hearing. Um, what else? Basically, let's talk about Charles for a minute before I play this. And I might be talking a little fast, but I know 12 o'clock is coming soon and the press conference is happening. But with Charles Vallow, he was killed on July 11th, 2019. He came to come, he went to go pick up his son, JJ Vallow, and take him to school. And he never made it to school because he got shot and killed in Lori's house. And basically, Charles was shot. And then, according to the autopsy, he was also shot while he was laying down. And Lori went shopping right after for shoes. She wanted some new flip-flops, apparently, at the 
I think it was Walmart or Walgreens or whatever you guys have down there. Um, I can't remember. It was one of the two. And then she stopped by Burger King, of course, to go pick up some food for JJ and then drop him off at school. She later told the school and everybody else that Charles committed suicide, but told her own son, Colby Ryan, that he had a heart attack and didn't tell JJ that his dad even died. You know, so that's just the awesome mother she is and was. Now, I'll play the video. Let me cue it up. I'll see what you guys are saying here because I don't want to ignore you because I love you guys. <laughs> but I wanted to get this out. Um, and I might be talking a little fast. I don't know. Somebody says, oh, snap. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. Uh, good to see you, too. I'm so glad to see you guys. I'm in my Sunday best as I'm scripting videos behind the scenes and went, oh, shoot, I got to go on a live stream. Somebody says, doesn't look like her at all. Yeah, I thought the highlights were nice. I wonder if it's bleached. Like, how do you do that? I don't know how you how you do that, but it's interesting. Lori is now 50 years old, so there's that. Um, did you like my, did you like the thumbnail that I created <laughs> right before it came on? Heck yeah. Tom says, I think she killed her brother too. Just my opinion. I have um I have a video on that. There was some weird stuff, but in the video, I didn't really go into it, but it was interesting how his um Alex Cox, his symptoms were very similar to Tammy Daybell. It's interesting. So we'll see, we'll see what goes down on that. Um, and of course, there's a new chitter chatter now about joseph ryan and i've done a i didn't think i did a series but i did a couple videos and i had uh joseph ryan's sister annie cushing who's also tylee ryan's aunt on this would be two christmases ago i believe we had a big chat about joseph ryan and i've always wanted to go back so i may do that if you guys want me to do a deep dive let me know that it was the day after he was exude well Okay, now help me out. December 11th, I believe, is when Tammy was exhumed. December 12th, I think, is when he died. It was the day after, I believe. Uh, okay. So, recap really quickly before I play this video. Lori's butt is now in Arizona. She's going to face charges for conspiracy to commit first-degree murder with uh, Brandon Boudreaux her nephew-in-law, and Charles Vallow, her fourth husband. Which, by the way, let's talk about Smirky. I, I need to talk about the details. You know I do, for those of you who watch me. After Charles was killed, she literally had a smile on her face and, in my opinion, was thinking, oh, I'm a million dollars richer, and then she never ended up getting the insurance money because Charles Vallow was smart and said, yeah, no, I think something's going to happen. And I think it'd be Lori to do it. So I'm going to give my money to my sister so that she can take care of, of the kids and whatnot. So Veruca, nice to see you as always. Thank you, Miss Linda Sweetness, for following Lori and Chad as ferocious as Nate Eaton. Much love. You know I can't let this go. And I am going to keep going until Chad Daybell is done and Lori again. And people are talking about my 144000 And people who know me, we know we've been, um, you know, what's the word? 
spitting darts at Lori and Chad over that. And some people are upset in my comments going, why are you doing 144,000 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> because I did over 200 videos or whatever it is. And uh, I want to. So thank you, Veruca. Let's put on our snorkel equipment, deep divers. <laughs> yes, Tom. Uh, we we do deep dives. There's there's a video I want to highlight pretty soon um, that I've done in the past. I might extract it and repost because it was a theory video. And, uh, you know, we love our theory videos. Some, some of us love it. <laughs> okay, let me play this. And we could hear her. I'm going to turn this up as much as I can. And bear with me here for a minute. So Ms. Vallow, you are appearing here on two cases. Um, these are both grand jury warrants. What that means is that the grand jury here in Arizona has indicted you um, on two charges. The first case is CR 2022-001242-001. You're being charged in that case with one count of conspiracy to commit first degree murder. It is a class one felony committed on October the 2nd of 2019. The second case is CR 2021-001704-001. And in that case, you're also being charged with one count of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. It is also a class one felony. That offense allegedly occurred on July 11th of 2019. Now, I do have to advise you of your right to um, have an attorney and the right to remain silent. I will appoint counsel for you in both cases. I have a court date coming up for you called the not guilty arraignment hearing. Give me just a second. That hearing is gonna take place in the downtown Phoenix Superior Court in our central court building. And the date is gonna be next Thursday, December 7th at 8.30 in the morning. In both cases, you are You've been extradited from the state of Arizona. You're currently under the jurisdiction of the Idaho Department of Corrections. That makes you non-bailable at this hearing. So you're not eligible for bail in either case. You do have your court date. You know a lawyer's gonna be appointed for you. Do you have any questions? Are those cases gonna be combined or are they gonna be done separately? Well, they are two separate cases, mm -hmm. but they're gonna be handled at the same hearing. Okay. Okay. So you can talk to your lawyer, but they are two separate cases, which means that you'd have two separate proceedings going forward if it goes to trial. Okay. Okay. Any other questions, Ms. Hall? Just one attorney or more attorneys will be assigned to Well, at this point at in this time, point. at this point in time, you're likely going to have the one lawyer represent you at this particular hearing. Um, what the Maricopa County Public Defender does at this point in time with respect to who they assign for counsel for you or how many lawyers you have or anything like that, that will be between you and your lawyer. Okay. Okay. Any other questions? So you're saying that they'll be, will I get to talk to them before that arraignment hearing or will just at that arraignment hearing, they'll be assigned? Well, typically you do meet your lawyer at that arraignment hearing under the circumstances of this case, they may reach out to you before that hearing to have discussions with you. Um, there is also a telephone number that you're going to have on your paperwork that will uh, be able to connect you with the Maricopa County Public Defender's Office. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, Ms. Value. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. All right.
I love how <laughs> I love at the end it sounded like he said, Thank you, Miss Value. <laughs> and then of course. That kept playing. Okay. Um, what was funny, and this is just my humor, because we need to make things a little humorous when it comes to these deep, dark things, was that when when Lori is just like, um, am I going to have one attorney or am I going to have two attorneys? And of course, I'm sarcastic while I'm typing notes out going, yeah, I'm sure you want to know which ones you can flirt with and like do your hair flicking and your smirky and your laughing. Because remember when he, she had Mark Means and she called him her, her blue eyed baby boy in a in a previous life and she just happy and smirky and and all that anyway. So I had to do another little jab at Lori because, well, we feel like it. So that's just what we're going to do. Um, three, what is it? Three, four years almost? Four years since 2019. I've had to cover her. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm going to make a couple remarks, kind of like Letitia. Um, Tom again says, Mrs. Death looks great in orange. <laughs> yeah, well, she's where she needs to be. I'm I'm curious about her hair, how she's able to keep it not gray and um and have her highlights. This is interesting to me. Does anybody know the the jailhouse secrets? I would love to know. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> so we're gonna queue up in a couple minutes and hopefully be able to um to see the press conference. We'll figure that out. I'm going to double check. We'll keep our eye on East Idaho News. Let me just queue it up just in case. Yeah. Okay. Bear with me for a minute. Talk amongst yourself. Linda's Coffee Talk. Um, yeah, we'll go to East I don't know news and let's see if we could do that. Okay, but we're going to remove that for a minute and then we'll wait. All right, so <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, um, so am I gonna have like one? We're gonna have one or I'm gonna have a bunch of men that I can flirt with and is this going to be one case or like, you know, I'm wondering because she said she was a, an eternal being or whatever. And so I've always said, OK, well, are you eating in prison? Because apparently you don't need to eat. That was from her words. So what are you eating or are you not eating? I bet she's eating. Stop the <laughs> Kent says stop the cute voice. It's dangerous. I'm just saying. I I had a, there's a girl in high school who literally would talk like that. When this this one of our friends, uh, they were she was super like loved this guy, and whenever she was talking with us, she talked like this. But as soon as he came around, she'd go, "Hi, Robbie. Hi," and then she's like. It's like Lori Vallow all over again. And she would go like this, like in front of my desk. So I'd be behind her and she'd do that. And all I'd get is her hair all over my desk all day. 
it's just brutal. Anyway, that's just a little bit of my life. <laughs> yeah, Tom, thank you. Lots of men do unalive. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's at five, five men. Who knows how many there would be? She's like that Lida. I did flypaper Lida who had several, several husbands and it was very similar to, to Lori. Okay, we're standing by on this news conference. So it's not on yet. So as soon as it is, I'll put it on. And if we catch me yapping before then, then just let me know. <laughs> Sassy Sandra says her voice drives me nuts. Yeah. Rebecca says she melts yellow Jolly Ranchers. That'd be interesting. <sighs> yeah, it it is. You guys, that you got to look at that. If you haven't seen it, check out my flypaper Lida. I think, I think I called it like the first Idaho serial killer. I might have to retitle it. Um, I'll put it in the description box below after this. But the comparison is crazy, even from how she looks compared to some of the things that this girl was actually arrested in Idaho, and it was very similar to Lori. It's weird. Okay, so. We're going to still, we see it's not on. We're good. So we'll just chat, chit chat a little bit more. What else? I did do a series both on Charles Vallow a long time ago, and I ripped apart the evidence. I ripped apart what we knew, I guess, at the time. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot more. Um, do you think, let me know, just put Chad. We're going to talk about Chad. Where did that come from? I don't know. That's very weird. But we're talking about Charles. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, uh, sometimes when I talk about Charles, you may not believe in this, okay? But there's some weird stuff that happens in my videos um, the past four years. Every time I talk about Charles, he'll pop up on the picture at the same moment or there will be something where stuff flies or stuff sounds like zipping sounds and it's unexplainable so i don't know where that came from but basically it is what it is so yeah there's just been some weird things happen so let me see if we're still a go we'll see the live stream okay i was asking you guys um what do you think about charles vallow and chad daybell he was never charged with anything i have a sneaky suspicion that the letter between Lori wrote, pretending to be Charles, sent it to, um, sent it to Chad asking to write a book, blah, blah, blah. I did a video on it. I believe it's coded and I showed why and it actually lines up. But I think Lori was wanting Chad to be there. I really do. I still believe it. So... It's too bad. Tell me if you think Chad's part of it. Just put Chad below or, you know, Chad, Chad and Charles or whatever you want to put, but let me know.
Oh, wait. Oops. She can buy color at the commissary as long as you don't try to completely change your entire look so she could highlight her hair. You could buy hair color there. I was thinking because it was a chemical that they wouldn't let them. Okay, maybe this is just something I don't know about. But I've never heard this sound um, before. <laughs> and it sounds like a message, doesn't it? But there's no message that's popping up. So I don't know what the heck is going on. The storm was involved. <laughs> oh. Whitening toothpaste. Huh. Maybe. I'd like to know what her daily meal is. I don't know what was that. Like I said, there's just weird stuff that sometimes happens. So um, I was on a I was on a live stream with my members a while back, and then all of a sudden it made a sound like I'm on a Mac, okay? But it made a sound like Windows was restarting or something, and I've never had that again. It was the weirdest thing. So there's just there's weird things that happen. My brother is in prison. You can buy hair color at commissary. That is so interesting to me. We could put up her. Do you guys want to see again her? Let's put up her mugshot, shall we? Just for a minute. Let's get that up there. That's her new look today, or I guess the other day. And, uh, I wonder if it was on purpose that she wanted to look like that and then hear what other people had to say about her. She toned down the blush and she toned down the lipstick, uh, but that's her new shot in all her glory. Still hasn't streamed yet. Go back to the comments. <laughs> bugging her eyes open because her Botox is worn off. Well, she's had some interesting ones. Where did I have the other one? It might have been on my... Oh, yeah, I think it's it's downloaded. That was when she was just going in to prison. That was an interesting one, too. I could pull that up while we wait. Um, let me see if I could find it again. I don't think we, we saw too much of that one because it was kind of a quick. Let me just see. I have so many files on Lori over four years. It's crazy. I wonder if we add up all the hours um, just in the video itself, how many hours that would be. I think it's over 150 or close to 200 videos I did on it. No, I don't remember where it is. I remembered this morning, but then, oh, here it is. Here it is. Got it. That's just half of her. So here's the one right 
right as she was going into Idaho, the Pocatello women's. I'll leave that up for a minute for you. <laughs> oh, Barb, this is great. Thank you. Looking perpetually surprised. <laughs> uh, thank you for the laugh. That's good. Thank you, Liz, for giving me some love there. <laughs> I thought she was Martha Stewart at first sight. Uh, do they have the death penalty in Arizona? You know what? I don't, um, I don't recall, actually. I'm following so many cases. Let's just look that up. I don't think so, is it? Death penalty. I should have looked before. Yeah, it is. It's a legal penalty in the U.S. Uh, yep. It resumed in 2022. So there is. Arizona resumed executions in May 2022 when it carried out the lethal injection of Clarence Dixon. Yep. And then it says on February 24th of 2023, Governor Katie Hobbs of Arizona announced the appointment of retired judge, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, looks like it's a go. So, but this is conspiracy charges. And so, I mean, there's that, but I don't know where she's going to end up either. Um, if she's going to end up in Idaho or if she's going to end up in, um, in, I sorry, in Arizona. Let me get this picture off for now. We have this enough. We can watch of her. <laughs> her, Next date in court is December 7th at 8.30 in the morning. So we'll check out that. Um, but according to Nate Eaton, he said, we don't know if she is going to end up in Arizona or Idaho. And he said, sometimes what happens is they go to the original place where she was um, convicted. So that would be Idaho. I don't know. Yeah, that so yeah, so but that's interesting that they do have it in Arizona. Obviously, I mean, I still wonder if it was I mean, do we know really if it was Alex who pulled it or did she get a try? I would like to see Chad at least be charged for Brandon Boudreaux. And I would like to see charges for Melanie Pulowski because I don't think she's innocent in any of this. I've done videos where she was lying um, in interviews. And there's things that she knows that nobody would else know. And how would Chad, or sorry, how would Alex know to go to Brandon's new place? Because Brandon had moved the week before, I believe it was and made the attempt so there's a lot of things that mm, i don't think she's very innocent either but it is what it is i'm thrilled this trial will be televised that's right uh chad daybell was in court yesterday so it will be televised um <laughs> yeah that's very sweet christine we all love linda in our hearts but let's love linda's work and efforts for us by giving her a thumbs up that's very much appreciated that helps too. It basically says you guys like what I'm doing and it helps the algorithm, of course, the ever elusive algorithm. 
to uh, make sure you guys get notifications because sometimes you guys don't. Tom, Idaho, Idaho is where <laughs> is where she belongs. <laughs> Sounds ringing. Well, it's true. I mean, no, Lori's Lori. Okay, so death penalty is in Arizona, but Lori's going for conspiracy. If had she been charged with first degree murder, well, that'd be another thing for Charles. And we don't know. There's that little chitter chatter uh, with Joseph Ryan because Lauren from Lauren Mathias from Hidden True Crime was talking about some uh, info she had received about uh, Lori saying that she was there when Joseph Ryan died. What the heck is that? It sounds like somebody's messaging me, but it's like, I don't have anything here to message. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Donna says, Melanie P was blatantly on board with Alex Cox and Lori's plans. I agree. Mama says, I'm behind, but so glad to have caught a live. Yay, thank you for being here. Thank you all for being here. Very sweet, Barb. Thank you. Naya says, Linda, if any chance, future reference, if I need some of your findings in education on your channel could help me prove something that could change everything. Would you give me permission? I'm not sure what that means, Naya, but if you want to email me at it's a crime and a shame, we could have a little chat and it's at Gmail. It's a crime and a shame at gmail.com. Watch out. It's a portal. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did slow down chat. Uh, do you have a sound on for what what we are about to watch? Could be on their side, maybe, but I don't think so. Usually, East Idaho News doesn't have anything like that. They're 15 minutes late on this news conference. I don't know what's going on, but we'll we'll keep going. Yeah, it's pretty shady about, uh, I'm not going to lie about, uh, what do you call it, Alex Cox. It's weird because all of a sudden things are happening, Tammy Daybell gets exhumed, next day Alex dies. Now he had been suffering, you know, all week with some weird things. He was getting shortness of breath and all that, but it's still weird and there's there's weird things that I had a theory about the time as well. I'm going to have to redo this. I'll just have to redo my little theory videos and bring them out again, especially now that Charles is coming out and Chad Daybell. God, we have another, what, six months to go? Zulem was weird too.
kind of um, weather conditions or air travel challenges. So our deputies left on uh, on the 27th for Idaho, arrived there, stayed for a day to prepare and brought her back. We sent two extraditions deputies, uh, a supervisor, and one deputy from our canine division, but it's just because she's a female deputy. We want to make sure there was a female accompanying um, suspect Vallow in her and her travel back. It was about an 18-hour trip. Uh, in my statement, as you saw, I talked about the fact that we do about 250 plus extraditions every year. So this is not new for them. The, uh, the uniqueness or maybe the circumstances involved in this particular case are very high profile and, and much to the interest of our local and national audience. Um, I don't want to diminish it. It is what we do, as I stated, and we do it very well, whether it is her or any other fugitive who's wanted in the state of Arizona. We're going to facilitate transfer into our custody so the prosecutor's office can prosecute them effectively. Uh, she had her initial appearance at about 2 a.m. and she was remanded without bond. So the, uh, the case will now be in the hands of the county attorney. While in our custody at the conclusion of whatever happens with the court case, she will then be returned to Pocatello to their Department of Corrections. Uh, so I want to thank them for their cooperation and facilitation of this also. And I also want to just recognize and express gratitude to our team here, the deputies that uh, spent four days on the road to bring her back safely. Um, we do have a really, really good video for you, which I can't show you right now, but we'll get it to you of um, bringing her into the jail where you get a good look at the process, the initial process of her custody. So I don't, you know, it's there's not a whole lot more depth to it than that. I just want to make sure you heard from me the status of it, and I'm happy to answer a few questions if they're related to this case. Sure. I'll start with I was going to say, will she be kept in any sort of segregated situation, or is she going to be in just Yeah, no, that is a good question. She will be. She's deemed to be high security, so she'll be uh, isolated in, in a high security area of the Australia jail. Tell us what goes into a process such as this. You've dealt with high-profile inmates in the past. That's not new, but um, obviously this planning has been going on, I would assume, for some time. It has, and, and we wanted to make sure that it was um, during my tenure as sheriff, I feel like our focus has always been about being really fundamentally sound and, and less about the bells and whistles. And the men and women who put the planning and preparation has took everything into consideration. As I said, um, we had challenging weather conditions. The last thing we wanted to do was try to fly and get stuck at an airport where suddenly now uh, we're in a space where there's a lot of uh, community members and others, and, and it takes an extensive period of time. If we're going to travel that road, we need to make sure that we have the appropriate vehicles. As I said, we sent a female deputy to make sure that we had a female deputy accompanying a female inmate. Um, we sent uh, those from our fate detail and extraditions facilitated this because we're the best at managing any kind of um, transfer of custody or apprehension of of those deemed to be dangerous and make no mistake about it. You know, sometimes I think we look at a person and judge them by appearance and we go, well, this is a relatively moderate sized female. What kind of a threat can she be? Um, she is as much if not more of a threat to the harm of others as any other dangerous criminal we've had in our custody. So we figure out the entire route and map, the challenges and where we're going to stay, how we make sure that our employees get the rest necessary to come back safely. I think it was an 18 hour drive back. Is that correct? About 18 hours. Yeah. So um, we'll call it a planning an extensive road trip that just happens to include bringing back a dangerous fugitive. Can you clarify this court, though? You said at some point she'd be brought back to Idaho to Pocatello, but this court case here, we don't know how long that's going to take. She has an arraignment coming up and she has an appeal process. I was here for the duration of this case in Maricopa. 
she'll, she'll be housed here until the conclusion of her case. And then once there is a conclusion that, you know, the county attorney and, and their attorney there will have to determine, um, I would imagine that she'd have to return to spend her time there and then whatever time either is going to be consecutive, concurrent, whatever the outcome is. But I'm just being respectful of the fact that she is in their custody and, and now she's been transferred to us for the specific case. I know. Initially Let me just check the rest of the room before I come back to you. Anybody got questions left? Hey, Rick, how are you, buddy? Go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, I understand. What, I guess, what, I have two, but what was her demeanor like while, during this process? <laughs> I just, I understand that she was very sociable the entire trip. Talked quite a bit. About what? Oh, that's between the deputies, the courts, and the prosecutor, apparently. I don't know that she gave any specific statements related to the investigation, but I just know that they said she was very chatty. <laughs> and I'll just add to that. I know initially maybe there weren't plans to extradite her until after um, the appeal process in Idaho was concluded. Why did that change? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's on the property. I'm sure maybe Rachel Mitchell can answer to the county attorney. That she would know more about the specifics on, on any court-related elements. Yeah. So with that said, who ultimately makes the call? Is it between MCAO and then you and might have given and then you oh, you guys, you guys ready for the trip that we planned? Idaho involved in it. Like who ultimately makes that call? Because this kind of happened pretty no, not so much. We just kept under wraps because we didn't want to, you know, I don't like to talk about things until we um, execute on them and, and carry out our duties. So the legal sides of the extradition relative to their willingness to allow us to take custody of her here and hold her for trial here, that takes place at the uh, prosecutorial level. Um, once there's a green light that she is going to be available for us to, to uh, extradite here to Arizona, then we take it from there and do all the planning and uh, handle all the operations. Was it you, a, you said it was an 18-hour drive back. Was it was it nonstop? Did you guys have to stop anywhere to rest, or just kind of what is that like when you have to drive someone um, like this across the country? Well, I just know on drives that long, it's just that my family saying, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" But um, it's just you know, I mean, I stop for gas, stop for food, stop for rest stops, and make sure that we're being uh, accommodating to the needs of the inmate, um, but get here as quickly as you can. No Without it being, a, you know, a danger to, as I said, we had four deputies, so I'm going to presume that they took turns driving, or if not, that they took time to rest, but they got back safely. And there was no issue with the weather? No, no, no. In this case, we used 2 drive vehicles because we were going to be dealing with uh, potential weather conditions. Um, not much more complicated than that. And I know we can't see the video, but we'll watch it later. Uh, can you expand more what we'll see in the video when we do? Yeah, it's. I think you guys use the term perp walk. It's just her coming into the back parking lot of the ITR being brought into the facility, a short you know, exposure to the search process, transfer her into the, um, you know, the jail clothing. And then um, at that point, she just you know goes into a cell waiting on her initial appearance. So it's just, it just gives you exposure to our our team bringing her into the jail and getting a good look at um, this fugitive who's now in the custody of Maricopa County Sheriff's Office. Any idea how much it costs to extradite her? Uh, no, but I can get you that number. That's a good question. It's it's not cheap, um, but it's obviously money well spent. Obviously, there was a families that were impacted here. Yeah. Just what, what would you like to say to the families that were impacted here now, knowing that there's at least one step closer to closure in this case? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I mean, I've, when I I spent a lot of time working with victims, as you guys know, when I was uh, a former agency, um, 
all that matters is, you know, I pray for them that their hearts will, will find a way to, to heal as best you can with um, significant loss like this. When it comes to the justice side of the ledger, um, the scales, I don't know that, you know, successful prosecution, what the um, punishment is. I don't think there's anything that occurs in that space that really fills that void. And I don't know that I'm sure some family members feel passionate about it. Others just kind of want to have their own path to overcoming this. Um, so for me, just from one human to another, my heart breaks for them. Anybody who suffered loss at the hands of, of an evil person like this. And, and I pray that uh, they'll find peace. Was there a time that the sheriff's we do. We have a plane um, that we use for extraditions. It's it's really just you know distance circumstances because it's it's not a you know it's not a commercial plane like you'd see. The majority of our extraditions occur through commercial transport. Um, but again, now you're dealing with circumstances where you're going to be in an environment with a lot of other people who are just community members and unaware of the circumstances. So it enhances the danger slightly. If you go into a location and suddenly there's a storm and your flight is delayed, then you're sitting in an airport for hours, if not days, delayed because of that. And we, we wanted to mitigate any of those potential um, unexpected obstacles, unexpected challenges to make sure that we could get it, her back as quickly as possible. Obviously, she's an accused murderer in this state, but overall, she was found guilty. Follow the case at all leading up to this? I don't. No, I mean, I'm familiar as, as much as you guys have reported. My team has briefed me, and it's not because I'm not interested, but I have a lot of other um, things that are pressing timely and, and specific to this organization that I focus on. So I know the, the devastation that's been left in the trail. Um, I know the importance of making sure that this office handles our business professionally and, and efficiently. And, um, you know, just to give you some context, as I said, 250 plus of these transfers a year that, that our um, extraditions team does and our fate team who participated in their approach and a thousand arrests of fugitives um, that are extremely dangerous. And many of which, if I threw out some names, you wouldn't even know who they were, but they're getting them off the streets, made the, the community a safer place. All right, let's. Yeah, is she at Estrella? Is that where we got her? Yeah, that's our that's our jail for female inmates. So she'll be housed there. Um, we will get you the video immediately as soon as you leave here. Uh, just clarify the charges too. Um, I think the courts have two different counts of conspiracy to present murder. Yeah, the, on the booking sheet, what I have is murder in the first degree and then murder first degree premeditated. The conspiracy element is more of like a. Um, uh, I'm trying to get the correct term, but just you know, it has to do with the process on how it was played out with others and everything. But at the end of the day, she's in for two counts of first degree murder, one premeditated. Yeah. Uh, hiding over there on me. Sure. How common is that to kind of opt for the, the drive? I know you said whether played a main role, but any sort of high profile cases, is that more common? I wouldn't say that it's uncommon. Um, it's not something that, that happens frequently, but it is, it's, Remove the name, remove the circumstances with the exception of it is a person wanted for a violent crime. Anytime we have that kind of heightened threat because the danger of the other members of the community, then we're going to look at all these other factors that could impede or delay our, our travel. And, and if we feel like those things outweigh the benefit of, of getting in a car and driving and though it's inconvenient, then we're going to get in a car and drive and do whatever is necessary to keep people safe. Um, so it wasn't just so much her, it was all the circumstances involved. Yeah. All right, again, I apologize for the technical difficulties. I appreciate your guys' time. Um, gratitude to our office and the men and women do exceptional work every day. God bless.
So they're talking about a video, the perp walk video. But I don't, he talked about it like it was a, <laughs> like it was a great video. He's like, I have a great video to show you after. It's a perp walk. Um, so basically what he said, if you're just coming in, that Lori's trip was like an 18 hour, well, it was an 18 hour trip back, he said. Uh, but they left on Monday the 27th is what I read. So there'd be quite a few stops. I mean, he said that they were stopping for food. But remember, Lori's an eternal being. So why does she need to eat? She said she doesn't have to eat. <laughs> um, they said there's that process of custody video. Maybe the, I guess they're going to release it from the sounds of it. She's a dangerous fugitive, he said. You could hear the voice of Justin Lum. He did an amazing job these last few years, just like Nate Eaton. Justin Lum did an amazing job covering Charles Vallow uh, and the Daybell case. Um, Lori's arraignment is December 7th at 8.30 a.m. Um, her demeanor, he said, she was sociable and talked quite a bit and was quite chatty. People were talking about the curtain separation looking like a knife. And uh, it was a lot of money to extradite her, money well spent. And, of course, I loved the little comment that Lori loves to travel. So I did say that earlier. I was going to put that in my thumbnail <laughs> about Lori's love of travel. Um, yeah, they were supposed to go by plane, and they didn't. And then she's housed at some uh, place called Estrella uh, Women's, I guess, Correctional Facility. I don't know. So there we have it. We have the Lori's on the move. She's in Arizona. She's going to be facing more of her charges for uh, Charles Vallow and for Brandon Boudreaux. There's Charles there. As soon as I talk about him, hello, Charles. And then uh, we're going to see if she's going to get what she can get for that too. Because, I mean... I question if it was just Alex that shot him, but anyway, it's still evil and not even evil July 11th, which is when Charles was killed. It was Lolita also. She got rid of Charles's stuff. She played stupid pranks, very manipulative. Um, through all his stuff, like basically took everything, even including his underwear Took the dog collar from the dog at first. And, and that was the same time she took all of his stuff. Got rid of the dog that was JJ's service dog. I mean, and that's all the things we know about. It's not even things that we don't know about. Very malicious. Very, very, uh, well, is this Lori? And what Lori wants, Lori gets in her mind. And that's just it. So... I hope there's justice for Charles as well. And I think that, I still think Chad should be a part of it, but they can't, they got to prove that, right? And I think Chad should be part of Brandon Boudreaux as well. Now, Chad called right away. Do you remember there was a phone call to the crematorium about getting him, um, obviously, what did he call it? He had a special term for it. 
I know it's cremated, but he said the cremains, he called it cremains. And then he said something too. He's like, I'd like a ballpark figure. And that ballpark figure also connects to my theory about the note because he uses baseball references. And I think it's like dupers, which I've said all along that Chad Daybell has little dupers delight throughout the whole thing. He actually, we'll see this in trial. Mark my words. We'll see this in trial. Because in, in the preliminary hearing, you could see him do one of these and want to look at whatever's being displayed as the evidence. He's like doing one of these. And uh, he had little smirkies as well. So I think that there's connection with Chad Daybell to Charles Vallow. Unfortunately, there's no charges for Chad or in Brandon Boudreaux as well. Even though there's lots of phone call logs uh, be between... Chad and Alex for Brandon Boudreaux. But I mean, fortunately, Brandon, you know, his life was spared. However, could you imagine having to go through that and then trying to connect those dots that you think that, well, the only person that would know this information is my ex-wife. So she told them and this and that, and here we are. And now my attempt made on my life. Now your whole life is upside down. Then you're scared for your kids. You're scared for everybody because everybody's a walking um, nightmare pretty much. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. And um, what else? It's going to be interesting to see what comes out of the Charles Vallow trial. We'll see, because we only know, you know, just enough, right? I broke down timelines. Uh, I broke down my estimation of time, what really happened, which ended up being what happened, which is good. Um, yeah, I can't remember how many videos I did on the series, but I did quite a few. Cheryl says, my family hates when Chad and Lori's stuff comes up, comes on. I'm unavailable. <laughs> Give a like too on this video if you enjoyed today, if you enjoyed the live streams, if you'd like more live streams, if you found it valuable, um, you like being part of a group, hit the like button. It does help me out and I'm very, very grateful. I'm grateful for you guys to join me today. I have a few things in the mix that's coming right away and in the new year. There's going to be some new segments. I have been hiring a team. If you've seen my last few videos uh, and you've noticed that there's, let's say, an upgrade to the editing, I have found an amazing editor. I believe she's amazing. And hopefully that my videos are getting better and more interesting as we go along. I love her. She's a fellow Canadian. She lives in Calgary as well. And it it's uh it's cool to see. I have a premiere coming on Saturday. Watch for that. I will do probably the notification tonight, if not tomorrow, but I'd like to give it a little bit of time so people can see the premiere. So if you haven't, if you're not used to premieres, most people are, but if you're not, it's kind of cool because I'm doing a series of videos. And I'm premiering it on Saturday. And then we'll see 
not it won't be weekly because it's bananas to create this uh, video, these videos. There's a lot of research and a lot of time, but it will be a series. And then you get to watch it with me and while we chitter chatter and chit chat together. And then uh, will be a couple things. So if you've noticed the editing in the last few, uh, let me know. And I'm putting bloopers out too. So it wasn't yesterday's video, but the I think it was Brian Koberger's video, I feel like, that I had bloopers at the end. <laughs> and so I know you love bloopers. So always wait till the end because most times I will have some bloopers. There's Oh, there's one coming up, I think. No, it'll be this Saturday in this premiere. So that's fun. And uh, one fun story too, you guys might be interested or not interested in, but I actually got recognized for the first time in four years, which was so weird because I wasn't sure that, I don't, I didn't know how I was going to react, but I was recognized and I was going up to pay for something and a, and a woman looks at me and she goes, oh, I know exactly who you are. Oh my gosh. I see your, I see your stuff all the time. And then the next thing she says is like, what's going on with Barry Morphew? What's going on with Bear Bear? Give me the lowdown. What, what happened? Like what, since Suzanne Morphew's remains got found, like what, what do you know? You know, do you know the results? So she wanted to know all of it. And meanwhile, I'm like trying to pay for stuff. People are in a lineup and she's just like, oh, that Barry. And she's just going off. So it was kind of cool. It was really cool. Um, It was really cool. I've, that's the first time that I've been actually recognized. I get people kind of looking at me like, how do I, how do I know you? But not like that. And so she's super sweet. Her name was Christine. Her name is Christine. And uh, it was kind of cool. So it was, it, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was a cool experience. First experience. And what else? Um, yeah. So watch for new stuff. I have been listening to you because I've been putting polls up for you. I have been listening. You guys have been requesting for some more full stories. Now, here's the deal. I know sometimes it's not the cases you're following, but if I'm to put out new videos and new fuller stories, uh, I know it's a little bit different than the norm, but hopefully you'll find it interesting. And then I ask, all I ask is that you watch it and give it a chance because it might take a few times. I tried a script writer for two of them and I hated it. Uh, so, okay, still watch it. <laughs> still watch it, keep it on mine. But I'm scripting my own videos uh, until I find somebody or I just find the script writing a little faster. But I tried it and I just, it's just not me. So you'll find it a little bit different, but I do ask that you watch and see. Um, and then maybe I'll do more. So, yeah. Oh, sassy Sandra, and you've been here for so long. I'm so, so sorry to hear that. So, so sorry to hear that. Um, I'm giving you lots of love. I, 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 I can't imagine for you, but I appreciate you being here. And we're family, and I'm here, and um, yeah, yeah, you've been you've been here for a long time. So, anytime you need to chit chat or whatever, you can even email me. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that, but we're here, family. People were staying um, 
people were saying, asking me about, or just saying, you know, how is it in your comments? Because a lot of people are, you know, so crazy in true crime. It's like, actually, my community is wonderful. There's maybe 1% that isn't, maybe half a percent. But really, in total, I mean, we created, we created quite the community. So I thank you for that. Because without you guys, there wouldn't be me. Send some love to Sassy Sandra. Send some hearts there. Um, yeah, so I'll keep you updated on what's going on with Lolo. I'll keep you updated with Chad. We'll do some updates. There's going to be a couple new things. Uh, I am trying to form a team, so that's coming along. Like I said, the editor, I'm, I'm probably going to get a little bit more help as well because the research is crazy. I mean, bananas crazy, how much research, how much time it takes. And, um, but I really, really love what I do. Uh, I find it this last year was the very most challenging for me. Um, and there's been times where it's been pretty rough, but if you can just, you know, <laughs> stick with me. It's going to get better. So it has been rough. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. It's been very rough for me, but I'm, I'm doing what I can. And uh, yeah, the script writer didn't work, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I just thought I would try for the, some of the other stories, but yeah, it is like, this is not me. I can't do it. Yeah, change has been, it's been one thing after another this last year. So I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to 2024. Let's put it that way. And, and that's it. So there's a few things that I'd like to do for goal-wise. Somebody was asking me if I still do merch. I noticed the other day that some of my merch actually got deleted. Um, so I think I need to refresh it anyways. It's been a while. So if you guys have some ideas that you would, what you would like, that helps too, so that I could create something that you would like. I've been here since the beginning and I'm sticking with you, Lena. That's so sweet. Thank, thank you so much. And I love that your name is P.S. I adore you. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> with a little kissy. So I appreciate you guys. Look for some new stuff and whatever. I want to get my mind into some deep dives. I'm ready for that again. I, I love doing it. Theories. Some people get pretty spicy about my theory videos, but that's the way it is. Oh, that's much appreciated. <laughs> Thank you, Real Deal. <laughs> Thank you. This is not a new channel. I've been doing this for four years. I have... I don't know, 550 videos, I think. And yeah, so um, Birdhouse Lady says, what, we love you, Linda, whatever happened to the guy that followed you around the store? Well, I found out that the store actually had fake cameras. So they only got one little screenshot of this guy. And if you guys are wondering, there's a guy that was kind of stalking me in a store. Uh, I thought at first it was no big deal, but then I noticed quite quickly that it became a lot worse. We think, meaning the police and I, think it might be related to a guy with the same kind of description 
who was exposing himself to uh, teenagers uh, in spring. And this would have happened, I think it was in August or September it happened to me with this guy. And then a few days later, I had to call 911. But that's a whole other story that I want to get into. But and that uh, affected me a little bit. So it's okay. I'm I'm on the mend. We are we are we're back, baby. <laughs> Will you be carrying the trial on your channel? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yes, I will be covering the trial. Maybe I'll even take a little trip. We'll see if that even can happen. We'll see how long the trial is. And then, of course, we have Chad Daybell. It was supposed to be April 1st, but I heard yesterday I watched a part of Chad's court hearing and they said March. So I don't know if that's been changed or not, or maybe that's when they do jury selection. I don't know. I so appreciate you guys for watching. That's very sweet. And from the past few years, it's it's awesome. Bring on the theory. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know how I like to look into that stuff. Yeah, the, the weirdo dude is, that was weird. It was, it was weird. But it's okay, you know? I'm going to chalk to 2023 to, let's just get to 2024. Let's get into a t-shirt. Okay. Road trip with Linda. Who's coming? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Interlocution. Nice to see you again with you from the beginning and not le leaving. I love the info, info smack info snacks merch. Also love the theory videos. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll refresh that stuff. It takes some time. Like basically right now, it's just research, get the video out, research, get the video out. And then I'll always uh I talk about it being the Linda spin, right? Like my thoughts on it and what you guys think about it. And let's put this piece together. <clears throat> I'm an OG baby. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, March is jury selection. There we go. That makes sense now. I'd love a road trip with Linda. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Chopper says, uh, well, I subscribed to you. It's great. So keep your eyes open for some stuff. Tell me, what do you think of, this is a quick question about Gilgo. I did a video yesterday on Gilgo. Are you guys interested in the Gilgo case or is it like a meh kind of thing? Because I noticed that, you know, maybe yesterday's video wasn't as warmly welcomed, let's just say, <laughs> as other videos. And I'm just curious if it's something that you might not be that interested in. That's, I'm curious to know that, or maybe you would rather a deep dive on it or something. I love your feedback. I mean, you guys are the one who's watching. So um, I liked that video a lot, actually. Okay, so yeah, check it out. Um, Gilgo, it is, okay, so the Gilgo Beach Murders is a, there's a guy named Rex Hewerman who is a serial killer, allegedly. And he's charged for three of the women for their working on and possibly others in other states. Yesterday's video, and you may not even got a notification, but yesterday's video was basically on 
Rex actually wrote to the happy face killer. His name's Keith Jesperson. And interestingly, there's parallels between the two of these guys. They're both six foot six. They're big guys. Um, they're serial killers, one allegedly, of course, and that they, the happy face killer was in different states of, with his victims. And they're looking in different states for this Gilgo killer or Long Island serial killer also called. So there's a note between two of them and they're chitter chattering, they're pen pals basically back and forth. And so it's interesting. But a lot of people, when I put this video, for some reason, there's not as interest in it. But um, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah, there's the GoFundMe that I talked about that. So there's there's a little controversy about that. She's doing, the wife of Rex is doing a documentary as well. And she's getting paid a million dollars for from Peacock, basically, to do that. Yeah. And the smiley face killer, I didn't know this until I was researching, but he's actually from Canada. And he was going to, he was trying out for the RCMP, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And then he he did what didn't get into it or whatever but he was thinking that if he got into that that would basically hide his you know who he is so i did that video if you haven't seen it go look at it go watch it uh it's not very long but it's you know in depth i go through the note i go through a little bit about the happy face killer and the success of these videos keeps me going to make more videos so we got big we got big goals anyways for 2024. I want to really do some really cool videos. And Saturday of course is is um my premiere. I never saw your show on Lisk. Okay, yeah, see so if you go to my channel, you'll be able to see um let's see if I could just give it to you easier like that. that works i don't know if it works for you but yeah you could just go there go to my videos and you could see it uploaded yesterday yeah the smiley face is already caught <laughs> but he's he's sending notes to rex and rex is responding and he's the only one he said who he's responding to even though he's getting a ton of letters so She's getting paid that one mil. No, I I didn't I don't think I saw that part. I'll have to see that, but I'm working on that as well. As long as you guys are interested in in watching it. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Maureen. So, yeah, it's interesting, the serial killer stuff. Um, we'll see what else comes out. Again, I may do a deep dive. It just depends on what comes up and, of course, what we see. So I think that is about it, you guys. I'm going to go eat something. And stay tuned for more live streams. I'm gearing up to do some more. And there may be one, if I can get that today to, to frame it out. Um, I might be here tomorrow at noon mountain time yeah the gofundme exactly david the gofundme was the smiley face killer's daughter melissa 
put up the GoFundMe for Asa Ellerup, the wife. You love the live streams. Yay. Okay. Well, there we go. I love them too. I really do. So I, I like to always connect with you guys. And even in videos, you'll see me commenting as much as possible back. So you guys are my favorite. Thank you for being here. Thank you to the mods. And we will see you in the next video. Talk to you later. Bye.